off here uh, by taking a picture of you guys. So, oh, I gotta go back further. All right, so uh, wave. All right, great. Good deal. That's that's for me and Facebook. Okay. Uh, it is. Uh, it's great to see everybody. Very excited uh, about about being here. Uh, love Clemson. Amen. Love Clemson. Who went to the game yesterday? Okay. All right. All right. Um, it, no, but it is great to be here. Got anybody? Uh, anybody from Gainesville here? Yeah. And back in the corner over there, they were kind of quiet, but that's okay. Uh, I have, uh, you know, uh, my wife and I, we lead the, uh, the church uh, in Gainesville, the Gainesville Christian Church, and uh, moved there about two and a half years ago, almost three years now, and uh, we were here for four and a half years in Clemson, and, um, <clears throat> and so uh, I have uh, one of my elders uh, that's in the room uh, this morning, so, but I'm not in Gainesville, so I can say whatever I want to say, all right? <laughs> okay. Um, my jokes just keep bombing this morning. Um, okay, so real quick, I don't, is this the clicker right here? Is this, just turn it on? And which way, do I, that one right there? Okay. So, uh, got a little up, want to give a little, uh, by the way, that's the title of my lesson, this, sort of the title of my lesson, but we'll get to that in just a second. All right, so what I want to do is I want to kind of give you a little update. Uh, as I said, we are now uh, in Gainesville in Gator Nation, and, um, and so, yes, there are real Gators in Gainesville, and that's my son right there, Tatum, and he is literally 10 feet from a Gator, and there's no fence, okay? So he's right there, the Gator's laying right there, we're walking by the Gator going, hey, Gator, and we just keep walking, and it's a lot of fun, um, and we're still alive, which is a good thing, and uh, some, uh, some other kind of Fun and neat and exciting news is um, my daughter was baptized. Some of you know Chloe and have known Chloe since she was about six years old. And, um, and so now she uh, was baptized last September. It was a real special moment for us. Uh, she was baptized on the uh, 20th... Uh, w- well, she was baptized on... <laughs> On Stacy's baptismal anniversary, we'll just say that, uh, which was really exciting. Um, very proud of her. Very proud of Reese, and uh, very proud of my son Tatum. Uh, they are—they're doing great. Stacy's doing great. We love being in Gainesville. Uh, it is—you uh, know—we love the church there. It's doing great. Uh, I've got just uh, amazing, wonderful elders. I mean. <laughs> Golly, I mean, they're like the most amazing ever. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, it's really kind of cool just the connections because, um, you know, my partnership and friendship with, with Randy Scott is, has really been uh, a blessing. And then you guys have Ian and Crystal here, uh, which is a blessing. We were like ships crossing in the night, you know. I came, he was coming in, I was going out, and um, and so, but uh, I love the, love the connections. Um, the Gainesville Christian Church, there we are, having our park service. 
And uh, so we send, send greetings from there. There's the, uh, the campus ministry. This was taken last weekend. You can see how crazy they are. Um, a lot of fun. And um, just wanted to give you guys another update. Another update having to do with campus ministry is one of the great and exciting things that we're doing in Gainesville is Kyle Eastman is, is our campus minister. And uh, he and I over the last year have been working to put together uh, the uh, gain, uh, ministry training program in Gainesville. And uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to develop a ministry training program uh, to develop young men and women who have a desire to go into the full-time ministry. Amen. And uh, there is a, we have a vacuum uh, of leadership in our churches of young men and women really desiring to go into the ministry and get trained in the ministry. And, uh, and so we feel like there's a huge need. So we've been praying about it, working on it, and then... Uh, uh, then last fall, we, got, we, we went to go talk to a brother who said, hey, if, if you need some help getting it off the ground, maybe I can you know, give you a little money. We said, okay, we're going to go. So we went to this particular brother and his wife, and we asked them for $250,000 to get it off the ground. And, uh, and so they went, whoa. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know in their mind they were probably thinking, I'll give you $10,000. That'll contribute to it. You know, I was like, hey, can you give us $250,000? We were shooting for Mars. <laughs> Um, but really what they did is they gave us the moon. They didn't give us 250000 but they did give us $150,000 um, to get this thing started. So amen to that. Um, we still are, need to raise 100000 which we're, we're working on. We have a lot of great things that we're doing to do that to get, to get the first three years under our belt. Um, but it's really exciting, and um, so please, please, please be praying for Gainesville MTP Ministry Training Program. Um, let's, uh, let's bow and have a, have a prayer before I dive in to this lesson. Let's pray. Father, it is, uh, it's just great to be here with my brothers and sisters uh, in Clemson. Um, love this church so much. Um, love these men and women. Love this city. Um, so grateful for the time that uh, you allowed me and my family to be here, um, to, to grow with the church here, and, uh, and so grateful that... Um, you, uh, over the years, have brought um, me and Keith together to become great friends, and I feel so great, uh, just so grateful uh, that he and Abby and their family are here just leading the church in a great way, and I'm um, just excited about what they're doing here, and uh, pray that you'll continue to keep a hedge around this church, uh, around our brothers and sisters here in Clemson. Uh, please watch over them and protect them and keep them safe. Uh, be with the porters and the house church and continue to uh, develop them and encourage them and, um, and bless them in a great way as well. We love, uh, love, love, love this church, love this community. We love you, God. Please be with the lesson and uh, just help me to say the things that I need to say and keep me from saying the things that I don't. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what I'm going to do is uh, usually in, in, in Gainesville, I have two monitors here so I can kind of see when I change things. I don't have that right here. So I'm going to be looking back kind of awkwardly every once in a while just to make sure I know that I'm on the right spot here. Um, but uh, but who, who has a Bible on them this morning? Okay, if you have a Bible, raise it up. And, and if it's a phone, you just kind of leave it in your lap because that's not a Bible. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this is, this is a Bible, all right? This is an important book. This is, this is a special book. This is an awesome book. This is an amazing book. I want you to open up your Bible, okay, somewhere, just anywhere. Open it up, 
All right, I did this in Gainesville. I'm going to do it with you too. And you're going to say, this is awkward. But, but you know, don't think of it as awkward. Think of it as a moment of just vulnerability, okay, and, uh, and humility. But I want you to open it up, and then I just want you to put your face in your Bible. Right now, go ahead, put your face in it right now. All right, I'm watching you. And I want you to breathe it in. <laughs> breathe in the Bible. D- deep, deep breath. Come on. Together with me, breathe it in. I know it's awkward, but just do it. All right. That is your Bible. That is the smell of your Bible. Now, I don't know, but my, mine kind of smells like Starbucks because that's where my Bible is a lot. But, uh, but, but that is your Bible. That is the Word of God. That is... These are the written words of God. All the things that God wants you to know are in this book. Everything that he wants you to know, everything that he wants you to learn, everything that he wants you to change in your life, everything that he wants to encourage you with, everything that he wants to smack you around with is in this book. How do you feel about this book? When you, when, you, when you wake up in the morning, do you like, like this is my, it's my Bible. You know, you're just excited about opening this thing up, reading it and looking at it and learning it and growing from it. You know, <clears throat> there are strange people in this world. Yes. All right. Very strange people. One of the strangest people on the planet is one of my best friends. And he just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what is strange about David Roper? What is awkward and strange? You can say, "Oh, I can think of something." Um, but one of the one of the strangest things about David is really not so strange at all. You know, there are very few people on this planet where you know that I have relationships with, or that I that, that I can say, you know, I'm pretty sure they they have missed studying their Bible one time since they have been baptized. Um, there's, there's, one, there's one man that I could say that um, outside of the time that he was in a, a very uh, tragic car accident, um, <laughs> he hasn't missed a quiet time. I can say that about him. I don't know that I can say that about anybody else in this room. But somebody that knows I need the Word of God I've got to open it, and yeah. if I don't open it and read it, I'll die today. Yeah. Amen. You know, And that's something about David that has always convicted me and has always encouraged me and, um, and is really just, uh, you know, it's something I want to follow and imitate Amen. because I can't say that. Yeah. You know, I'm a minister. I'm a preacher, and I can't say there, ha- there, there isn't a day, you know, I've missed a quiet time. I've missed days where I haven't read my Bible. But the Bible is precious, and that's what I want to talk about um, this morning. Uh, so we're, we're going to dive in. Breathe in the Word of God. Amen. Breathe in the Word of God. Um, like I said, I'm not sure how you look at the Bible. I'm not sure what comes to your mind when you think about the Word of God. Um, I'm not sure how much you truly value it. 
Uh, I know it's a book that we all think, hey, this is God's word and we should read it and it's a good book, but, but do we really love the word? Amen. What do you think about air? You don't think about air that much though, do you? But what do you do with air? You breathe it in, right? And by breathing in air, what, what happens with you? You stay alive, okay? If you stop breathing, you die. If you stop breathing, you die. That's why, that's why I want to encourage us, breathe in the Word of God. Because if we don't breathe in God's Word, we will die. You know, it says in, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, all Scripture is God-breathed. All scripture comes from within God. He breathes it out. And you know what we do? We're supposed to breathe yeah. it in. Amen. All scripture is God breathed. And so, why wouldn't we breathe it in? What do you breathe in every day? I said air, but what, what, what's in air that we breathe in every day? Oxygen. Why did you say oxygen? Who said oxygen? Alfred, did you? Okay, why oxygen? Um, because um, human beings or animals need oxygen to breathe, and plants need carbon dioxide. Okay, all right, so, so Alfreda and everybody else in here will probably say we breathe in oxygen, right? Did you know that oxygen is actually just a little bit of what we breathe in. Did you know there's something else that we breathe in more than oxygen every time we breathe in? Does anybody know what that is? Nitrogen. Yeah, nitrogen. So how come when I say, hey, what do you breathe in? You say, how come we all say oxygen and not nitrogen? I breathe nitrogen, you know? Why? why? Anybody tell me that? Because we only use the oxygen. The nitrogen does nothing. It does nothing. We breathe it in, but it doesn't do it. It doesn't sustain us. It doesn't enable us to live. So we breathe in the oxygen, and the oxygen enables us to survive. 21% oxygen goes in. 78% nitrogen. One, you say, well, there's 1% missing. 1% is everything else. <laughs> some good, some bad, some whatever. I don't know. But, uh, but that 1% is irrelevant either way. Now, our bodies, because they don't do anything with nitrogen, it just sort of grabs onto the oxygen and it does something. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. But it's only the oxygen that does anything good. So all scripture is God-breathed. All right? And so we, we breathe in the word that God breathes out to us. God provides us with life-giving oxygen through his word. Uh, what, is the, what does oxygen do for the body? Um, anybody understand how oxygen gives your body life? Of course you don't. So I'm going to kind of explain it to you. All right. Um, so with each breath uh, of the gases that you inspire or breathe in, uh, the oxygen is transported into, and these are, these are little air sacs in your lungs. Anybody know what it's called? Huh? Who, did you say that? Wait, you're smart. Man, and he didn't even go to the University of Georgia or Clemson. Yeah, 
The lungs, yeah, and they had the little tiny air sacs, the uh, alveoli, and it goes in there, which are millions of tiny air sacs, and then the oxygen molecules are produced. And once the oxygen molecules make their way into the bloodstream, they attach to something. Anybody know what they attach to? Hemoglobin. Who said that? See, you're a nurse, huh? Doctor? Heading that way? You mean that was just a high school science class that you learned that from? Yeah, okay. So, all right. So, yeah, the hemoglobin uh, molecules and, uh, and then these special proteins that are built within uh, the red blood cells. And these are nature, uh, nature's oxygen um, delivery trucks, okay? And, uh, and, they, and once they're fully saturated, they pump. Uh, through the heart, into the body, and then, you know, picks things up. You're living, and then you breathe out something. Somebody said it earlier. What do you breathe out? Right. That's true. And then what happens? It goes out into the, right, into the world. And what, oh, it's amazing, just the symbiotic relationship that we have. Um, you know, there are all sorts of things going on with oxygen in our body, and most of it you don't, you know nothing about. Yeah. But even because you don't know anything about it, does it mean you're going to stop breathing it in? Even if you don't know how it's really working inside of you, are you just going to kind of stop because, well, I don't really know what it's doing inside my body, so well, I'm not even going to just breathe anymore. Right. All right? No, you're going to keep breathing. All Scripture is God-breathed. So... Let's talk for a minute about what happens when we breathe in God's Word. What happens? Well, the first thing that happens is you become faithful. When you breathe in God's Word, you become faithful. And sometimes we don't even know how that happens. But we read the Word, we're reading things, and all of a sudden we feel like, yeah, we feel like we can do something. We feel like there's hope. We feel like there's, you know, there's, there's something outside of ourselves that we can accomplish. So Romans 10, 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. Our faith is built up when we breathe in God's Word. The impossible becomes possible. We become sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. So when we breathe in God's word, that thing you so awkwardly did there, you know, it's like we, we become faithful. We need to be faithful men and women. We need to breathe in God's word. The other thing that happens is when you breathe in the Word of God, you change. When you open up the Bible and you start reading it and you start learning the things that God wants you to do and what God wants you to accomplish and how God wants you to change and and the things that God says stop doing, you you breathe it in, you begin to change. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword it It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. When we breathe in God's word, it starts to change us. It judges our thoughts and our attitudes, and it makes us step back and go, what am I doing wrong? I need to to change. That's what happens when we breathe in the word of God. When we breathe in the word of God, 
Oh, yeah, this is something I wanted to show you real quick about this whole change thing. See these two guys up here, the one in the middle there and the guy down in the corner? These are two men that breathed in the word of God and changed them. And these two specific guys I'm pulling out, because um, we've had, I had a lot of great men and women baptized in Gainesville recently, but, but the guy up at the top in the middle there, um, he is, uh, his name is Rick, and he was an atheist. Anybody know what an atheist is? Hopefully you've taught them what an atheist is. Okay, all right. <laughs> So this is a guy who didn't believe in God. And, and as he began to breathe in the word of God, as the guy sat down and studied the Bible with him, he started to come to faith. He started to build in a faith. And then he started to change his life. And he made a decision that, you know what? I want to get baptized. I want to follow Jesus and make him Lord of my life. That guy, this guy right down here in the corner, his name is Shashank. Shashank just moved here uh, this past fall from India. Okay, he was Hindu. Many gods. His whole family is Hindu. He comes within a week. He's invited out to church. He comes out because, hey, I got to get connected with Americans somehow. All right, so he comes to church and he's amazed by what he sees in church. He starts seeing the relationships and then he says, I want to know more about what you guys are about. Say, okay, well, let's open up the Bible. Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm Hindu. It's like, okay, that's okay. Let's read the Bible. And so Shashank started reading the Bible. He started breathing it in. And he started to become faithful. And then he started getting pointed out to him what he needed to change and why he needed to change it. And even why he needed to change his beliefs about God and the universe. And, uh, and so last month, Shashank, he was so excited because he was so, even with his family, he was so afraid of what they would think. And he called them and says, I'm, I'm going, I am going to be a Christian, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to get baptized. They're like, wait, you know, what's the family going to think? But he decided, guys, I need to get baptized now. And, um, and so he made that decision. And, uh, but that's what, that's what happens when you breathe in the word of God. You become faithful, you change, and you become saved. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. When you breathe in the word of God, you become faithful. You change. And really, ultimately, the thing that we all need is salvation. Right. Amen. You are saved. And that's what all of us need. And then from there, guess what? You live. When you breathe in the word of God, you live. Yeah. Say, so what are you talking about? I've been living my whole life. Not like this. You haven't been living like this. Because when you breathe in the Word of God, and you become faithful and you change and you get saved. The, the life you live from there on forward is unlike any of the days you've lived previously. Amen. You truly do live. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth so that you have a sincere love for one another, 
That's what happens. Love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring Word of God. Amen. That's what happens when you breathe in the Word of God. Okay, so awkwardly, open up your Bible, please, again. All right, because this time it's not as awkward, right? Because now you have more conviction about what it means to breathe in the Word of God. And so you're not feeling funky or weird or, or anything like that. You're like, yeah, I'm going to open up my Bible in Acts. Here I am in Acts, and I'm going to breathe it in. So take your Bible, and I'm watching you again, and put your nose in it. All right? Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. And breathe it in. I want to hear the breath. Go. Oh, yeah. Do you feel the faith exuding within your veins? Do you feel the change that's coming over you right this second? Do you feel the salvation that's coming upon you? The life that is eagerly burning inside of you. You breathe in oxygen, you live. You breathe in the Word of God, you live. Faith, Amen. obedience, salvation, life. Breathe in the Word of God. There was a hymn that was written by a writer, A.B. Simpson. It says, I am breathing every moment, drawing all my life from Thee. Breath by breath, I live upon Thee. Lord, Thy Spirit, breathe in me. Breathe in the Word of God. Um, about a month ago, after I did this lesson in, in, uh, in Gainesville, I was sitting across the table from my daughter one morning. We were having our quiet time. Um, very proud of Chloe and, and just the disciple that she's become. And every morning, without fail, she's, uh, she, I, I think she's like, a, like <laughs> she's got your mindset about the Bible. She just w reads it. And so anyway, she just kind of looks at me and she goes, Daddy. I went, yeah, baby. She goes, watch. <laughs> I just breathed in Jeremiah. <laughs> And I was like, if nobody else in Gainesville got my lesson, my daughter did. Breathe in the Word of God. All right, I'd like to have Brent and Jennifer Ashcraft please walk up here for a moment, please. Come on. Why don't you guys stand right over here for a second. Please face the crowd. I'm going to get your face. Yes, you will. All right. Now, what I want you guys to do, and this is very, very important. I want you uh, both to take a deep breath in here in just a second, and I want you to hold it in, and I want to see who uh, out of the two of you can hold your breath the longest. Okay? All right. So, all right. So here we go. So here we go, all right? On the count of three, I want you to take in a deep breath, and I want you to hold... Now, you've got to be honest. No breathing through your nose. Can I tickle her? No, you can't tickle her, all right? And here's just a, here's just a, a little bit of information. Don't move around a lot because that, 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 you know, it's energy, oxygen, so be very still and hold it in as long as you can. And as soon as you let it out, please put your hand up so everybody knows who lost, okay? <laughs> all right, so on the count of three, breathe it in and hold it in. One, 
two, three, go. All right, so <laughs> while they're holding their breath, um, well, let's just wait here awkwardly again. <laughs> Don't make him laugh. Oh, you're out. Oh, and you quit. Okay. All right. All right. So now the question here is, is um, which is more important to you guys, breathing in air or breathing out air? It depends. <laughs> On what? Um, Help her out, Brent. <laughs> To breathe in, you have to breathe out. Okay. So which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? Both, equally. Okay, thank you very much. You may sit down. Give them a hand. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you got to, you breathe in, you've got to breathe out. You know, you can't just breathe in and, and hold it there. You, well, you can for a few seconds. For her and maybe a minute for him you know but you have to let it out and uh and it's and it's the same with the word of god watchman knee is a uh, he's an he's a he was a minister and author uh last century and um in china and and he wrote the essence of god's word is the breathing out of god god's spiritual breath so here's the thing i encourage you breathe in the word of god but you also have to breathe yeah. it back out again. Amen. You have to breathe out the Word of God. It's very, very important. Breathe out. So, Alfreda, there you go. I just, uh, I just put that up there for you. All right. So what's happening is when you breathe in oxygen, it goes in and you know, and then we breathe it back out and, and it circulates and it goes around and around and the life cycle goes and goes and goes. And I put that up there because most of us, we need kind of the visual there to help us out. Um, but, but it's the same with the Word of God. When it comes to our relationship with God, we've got to breathe in His Word. We've got to take it in. But then to keep things going with us and with everybody else that we come into contact with and everybody that we've got to breathe it back out. And it's a cycle, and it's a very important cycle because we can breathe in the Word of God. We say, I read the Word of God every day, but if we're not breathing out what we breathe in, what are we doing? Uh, yeah. We're still not living. Amen. So to fully live, we've got to breathe in and we've got to breathe out. We've got to breathe out the Word of God. Jeremiah 20, verse 9 says, But if I say I will not mention His word or speak any more in His name, His word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. When we breathe in God's word, it should be as if we are burning inside to get it back out. Brent and Jennifer standing up there, they held their breath, and you saw Jennifer crash first there but you know it's like you can't in a, after a while it starts to burn you've got to get it back out well that's how it should be with God's word we breathe it in and it should be a fire shut up inside of us that we have got to let out 
We've got to breathe out God's word. But if I say I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name, his word has been breathed in. It's been breathed in, and I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I must breathe it out. It says, then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus, the disciples in the first century. It says, but Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. We can't help it. Brent and Jennifer, they could not help but breathe it back out. You, you can't, you breathe in your oxygen, you have to breathe it back out. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to breathe at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help but breathe out that which we have breathed in. We can't help it. Why should we breathe out the Word of God? Because God tells us, breathe it out. You've breathed it in, breathe it out. Don't be selfish with your oxygen. Breathe it back out. Get it back out into the world. For others to hear and to breathe in the Word of God. It burns like a fire inside of us. Breathe it out. Mark 6.15 says, And He said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim or breathe out the gospel to all creation. (coughs) For since... In, his wisdom of, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the foolish, foolishness of what was preached or breathed out to save those who believe or who breathed it in. Amen. But we preach or breathe out Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. How then can they call on the one whom they've not believed? And how can they believe in the one whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching or breathing out on them? In 1 Timothy... Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading or breathing out of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. And 2 Timothy 4 says, Preach or breathe out the Word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with or breathe in sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers, preachers, pastors, popes, 
to tell them what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth, but turn aside to myths. In 2 Corinthians 2, it says, Thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. And through us spreads everywhere the fragrance, or breathes out everywhere, the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. For we are to God the aroma, the breath of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. And to the one, we are the smell of death. To the one, we got bad breath. And to the other, the aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? You know, when we breathe out the Word of God, sometimes that breath smells really bad to people. It does. They don't want to hear it. They, oh, ugh, God, get that away from me. But you know, even if they call it bad breath, you keep breathing on them. You just do it. Because that's what we do anyway, right? Don't you go, oh, you got bad breath, and you go, right? We all do that. My kids do it. Oh, your breast stinks. Well, here, smell some more. Breathe it out no matter what people say. And to others, that breath smells beautiful. But good or bad, no matter what, we've got to breathe out the Word of God. Are we breathing it out like we need to be? And we come to church and we hear a lesson and Keith and all the other guys that, are, that Keith's got preaching for him. Are you still paying him? <laughs> um, you know, it's like... They, they breathe out the Word of God and you breathe it in, but now are you breathing it back out? Are you breathing out the Word of God to others? People need this oxygen. They need it. The Word of God. You know, just like you and I need to breathe in the Word of God in order to become faithful, in order to change, in order to become saved, in order to live, I mean, really, truly live, we got to breathe it out and other people need to breathe it in. They need to have it. So here's what I want you to do. Okay? Awkwardly stand up. It's okay. All right? And I want you to breathe in. Bless you. And breathe out. Breathe in. Go ahead. Breathe out. Doesn't that feel good to breathe in and breathe out? Doesn't that feel mm-hmm. again? Breathe in and breathe. I say this is a PE class. What is this? <laughs> breathe it in. Breathe out the word of God. We love you guys. We're excited that we're here this weekend.